episode of Quantum of Misses, the James Bond podcast that experiences 007 the old-fashioned way in a random order designed to mirror the whims of the ITV schedulers of the 80s and 90s. I'm Christopher and this is The Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope you enjoy it. So, <laughs> did you enjoy the second half? It was very gripping. Did you enjoy it though? Yeah. The second half of? Die, I'm not that day. No. I forgot how to... I, I know it's No Time to Die, but I've forgotten how the tune goes. No time to die. No time to die. Madeline. <laughs> well, you don't seem to have enjoyed it because you seem to be in tears. Oh, but I like a good weepy. Is that what we go for, James? Is that what we go to James Bond for? Well, I do. <laughs> Bit of a turn-up, wasn't it? Bit of a surprise. Well, not once we've seen it before. No, I know, but... And I, I was just going to say that I quite enjoyed watching the second half, knowing what I do, mm-hmm. because the hints that are given early, especially oh, Blowfield's conversation, mm-hmm. you could see all that he was getting at in terms of secrets of, of the daughter and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, so that was obviously missed the first time round. Because mm-hmm. we were wondering, what is it? What is the deep dark secret? Yeah, and... Uh... I have to say, watching it this time, and this is now number three for me, time number three for me. Oh, yeah, so sneaky. Sneak, sneak. But also having, you know, read and thought about it and listened to other podcasts, if if such things do exist, um, about it. There's, there has been a lot of criticism of the plot not really holding together. Why? Well, I, do th- I think you have to do a lot of kind of joining the dots yourself in some ways. But I think it. I, I'm. I'm gonna say it. It. It does hold together the plot. You have to kind of fill in a few blanks. Like what? Well, like exactly what the sort of threat is. But I think the threat is the idea of of this weapon getting into different hands. I don't think Safin really intends to use the weapon. He just wants the legacy of the weapon. He wants the leg, and we'll come on to that when we get to that bit he about what say. his legacy actually but, well, that's would be. The other, yeah, I must admit, I did write down at some point, we don't know what his motivation is. Yeah, and I, I think you would do eventually get his motivation, but you kind of, you get it kind of in fits and starts, and you have to fill in a few blanks yourself. But, let, yeah. well, let's get that when, we're, when, we, uh, when, when we get there. But the reason I mentioned that was because one of the things that often gets, that seems to get criticised is that Blow is Blowfield's saying um when her secret finally comes out, it will be the death of you. And I want to see your face when she tells you the truth. Mm-hmm. Um and the, the suggestion is that you know that that there was a different ending and there was some sort of secret that would literally kill Bond rather than, you know. I know this literally killed Bond, but um, you know that that would actually be something that would cause his death rather than just you know a, a chain of events that led yeah. to his death. But I think I I thought it'd be more. Um, I can't wait to see it get you to the core, which is that he has a daughter, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. that he would actually die from it. Well, I, I, I mean, it's it's not. I don't think it's that. I th- I think because then what Bluefield says is that can he wants to empty his life. And leave him with nothing, mm. and that essentially is what he's sort of all, almost achieved in, in true Bond villain style. He kind of gives the game away a little bit too early mm. to sort of say you had a daughter and you didn't know about so it. So do and you blah, think blah, blah. he was actually in charge of? I I still don't know what the baddie's really called. Safin. Safin, and and he was like the puppet master. No, because he did get killed. Yeah, and that was by Safin. Yeah. Um. So, but how, so what do you think he had another plot? I think he thought he was safe in Belmarsh from whatever Safin was doing with the Heracles. Yeah, but when, when he was talking to James about, um, I want to make your life empty, mm-hmm. he obviously had some kind of intentional plot at that point that he, he never actually fulfilled. Yeah, that, that somehow he was going to make sure that Madeline never and James never got together. Yeah. But I, or, I, I think he was just going to kill Madeline and the kid. Maybe. But by that stage, surely Blofeld, well, maybe this was like a plan for the far future, because surely at that point Blofeld knew at this point his game was up. 
And he is, he has no power now because all his people he, have died. Oh, I see, yeah, yeah. But maybe he's thinking, but I'll find a way no. of fi- getting the power back some other way. But he way. certainly didn't want to kill them before he before Bond knew that they existed or the girl existed. Mm-hmm. I think he quite, he, he quite fancied seeing the moment when mm. Madeline told Bond. Yeah. And maybe he thought, Although, of course, he didn't really orchestrate that. But, you know, that he could, his actions could orchestrate the two of them being there at the same time, watching yeah. his crappiest I mean, I'm, car I am sure come towards them very slowly. He only entertained the idea of talking to Madeline, Madeline being the only one he could talk to because of the Bond connection. Mm. Maybe that was part of his bigger plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why do you think... Uh, um, Tanner said that Blofeld is the UK's most valuable asset. But he doesn't seem to have actually told them anything until this until you know Bond had to go at it. Mm. And even then he didn't really tell them very much. Um so I, I can't help why is where's the value in this guy? Unless it's some sort of you know prestige of having caught the yeah, person that nobody just... knew existed until I don't know. Um, but actually I remember the one of the decisions that um, the thing that I couldn't understand what I'd written yesterday right. was the decision at the end of Spectre not to kill Blofeld, but to let him be captured because Bond had him at gunpoint. Mm. And it's like, yeah, that's something else. If you killed Blofeld, none of this would have happened, yes. potentially. Well, there was a point in this film where I wrote, why doesn't... Oh, no, that was about the Russian. Why doesn't 007, the, the new 007, mm-hmm. just kill the Russian? Though he was quite helpfully talkative. Oh, the scientist, Obachev. She eventually did just kill him. She did, but why didn't she just shoot him in the lab? Don't know. Maybe they thought he still might be valuable in terms Mm -hmm. of being able to reverse Heracles in some way. Uh, Something like that, I don't know. Anyway. um, Yeah, the the whole thing between Bond and Blofeld is kind of shot as if this is a significant moment. You know, we've been leading up to this. It's like, but I don't think either Spectre or the first bit of this film have really earned that. Mm. I think that's. And that's I've forgotten. Well, you know what, Spectre like. altogether. No, I've forgot. Well, I'd, yes, I've forgotten <laughs> about them being brothers and things. Yeah, yeah. Until someone said, he, "You're this, my brother." Th- your real family, or you know, uh-huh. oh, good job you're not blood, you're not actual blood, blood relations, relations, or else that yeah. would have killed you. Mm-hmm. Although, in- interestingly, um, he definitely says when he's you know, when he tr- goes to strangle Blofeld, he says, Die, Blofeld, die, and, and the subtitles say, Die, Blofeld, die, and it's a quote from the book of You Only Live Twice, that's what he says as he's no, trying okay. to kill Blofeld. So, it's clearly, but it, it sounded like he said, Die, brother, die. Uh, but I, I think I was looking down when it happened, yeah. and it's like, oh, it sounded like he said, "Die, brother, die," as if he was like accepting him as his brother. Yeah. Um, but again, that would have been something that I don't think the films had really earned to that point. Uh, where were we then? And um, Madeline not shaking Bond's hand looked like a really cold moment, but she was just not wanting him to. She didn't. I don't think she understood what the perfume she put on herself was to the point where she didn't she didn't know who it would hurt. Yes, I think that's true. And that was supposed to because we're supposed to not be sure if it's gonna be Bond that's gonna be killed by it or Blofeld. Oh that's no, be I always thought it. it was Blofeld. Or oh, even the first time you saw it. Yeah. Oh, see I thought it was like, oh, oh, who is this uh, supposed to kill? Right, okay. Um yeah. Uh, so then we decide, right, we're gonna have to find uh Madeline. And we have a scene in MI6 which finishes with Bond saying, I don't know her at all, I don't know where she went. And then the very next scene is Bond knowing exactly where yeah, she yeah. went. Was he lying to MI6? Yes. Right, why? Because he wanted to go and see her on, her, on his own and say, uh, I love you and all that. This is about emotions, isn't it? Uh, That's why I don't understand so it. I have a question you're going to like. <laughs> okay. So when he goes to see her, yes. what car is he driving? He's driving... Oh, well, do we ever see him actually arrive in a vehicle? Yeah. It... He, he's, he's driving the, the Aston Martin from um, The Living Daylights. Well, that's what I was going to say. Which film was it from? Because yeah. it, it was a, obviously a classic car, 
But it wasn't... The one you got out of the garage in, earlier on this film. Oh, was it? Yeah. But um, anyway, so um, I thought you'd know which film it was from. I did. There we go. But then I was a little disappointed that the scene where he saw the child was so soon after realising from what Blofeld had said that there, oh, were, that there was, there a, was child. a child. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so I thought we would be seeing other little snippets of... Uh, or what, of, the, what the potential secret might be. Yeah, yeah. But, right. uh, but then, so. Yeah. Uh, yes, a beautiful Scandinavian light in that scene. Yes. I Presumably meant to be Scandinavian light. I assume it was filmed in Pinewood or whatever, but right. uh, yes, it was very nice. Then Daughter of Bond turns up, which is also. No, Bond does all the I love you, yeah, I care I'm... emotions. Do you, want I to love... talk... Do you want to talk about that? I love that bit. That's all I need to say. Okay. Is, is that the best bit of all Bond films? Um, no, I quite like the bit where they kiss on the raft at the end. In this the, film, in the dinghy. All right, okay. Is so, but it's up there, is it? Not the Union Jack parachute, or you expect me to talk? No, Mister Bond, I expect you to die, or. Well, I'd have to like stuff. be able to remember the films to be able to answer <laughs> a question like that. Have you waited twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven films to get a good bit of emotion? Go ahead. Oh, I was bawling. I loved it. <laughs> good, good for you. Mm. Come on, something else we'll come on to later on about that. But uh, yes, so do you want? Do you have anything else to say about? Also, well, this isn't what you saw, but there's a little bit of her saying no and him kissing her anyway because she was saying don't. Uh, oh, I thought she was saying don't make a joke of this because that's what he was doing. Uh... Do you know what the worst thing about you is? And he says, my timing. And she said, don't, yeah. And then he says, my sense of humour. And she says, don't. And I think she says that the worst thing about him is his look. And I think I wonder if that meant like his his like his gaze, the, the look of yeah, his yeah, eyes. Yeah, 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 I think. Or if it meant, or it could be a similar thing, the fact that she looks like you. Ah, uh, right, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was all... Yeah, and then, then there was the Madeleine bit. The Madeleine bit. Uh, sorry, the what's the kid called? Matty oh, bit. Mathilde. 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 Um, <laughs> is that a good performance that Rami Malek gives there? Or is that, or are we just are we making fun of it? Or is it a good performance? I think it's a good performance of a, of a different kind of baddie. Madeleine. I quite enjoy your version of it as well. Not a sort of ranting baddie. Yes. But a bit like the previous baddie as well. That I've got a Blofeld. <laughs> no, the one that took his jaw out. Oh, see, uh, yeah, Silver. But uh, see, I think he's slightly. He's a bit got a bit of swagger about him. No, Silver. he has. No, he's different. But quite you know, confident. Uh, both of them are quite creepy. Yes, yes. There's some very. He's, he's very creepy, and I almost. I actually wanted a bit more creepiness to kind of just really ram home yeah. how creepy this plot is. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then they send him the location of 007, and he was, he, he just said, no, I meant her location, not mine, mm-hmm. realising that they were honing in on Oh, okay, well, we've got lots to think about before that. Uh, have we? Yeah, like, for the fact that, um, when Mathilde first arrives, she pushes the slinky down the yes. stairs, and it's like, from this point on... Mathilde is like the slinky. There's an inevitability of this is going to fall down and fall down and fall down and fall down and fall down. It's going to end up with Bond's death. This is the these are the that's what I thought was great about that scene. I think you're looking for too much symbolism. I I don't think I am. I don't think I am. Anyway, I like that. Then we had a bit in uh, MI6 where they had the portraits of the M's up on the walls. I I saw. Yes, and then there was a portrait of Robert Brown. Oh, well, uh, obviously, I don't remember these elsewhere. guys. Yeah, this is the Elizabeths we like. Um, then um, Madeline says that Mathilde is not his. Uh, he doesn't believe that. Yeah, even I, emotionally, uh, you know, emotionally inept as I am, realise, no, she, he is her, she is his. And I think Bond realised that as well. Mm. Um, but I like the way he responds, not, but the eyes. <laughs> yeah, come on, definitely. 
And then we get the backstory of Safin. Yes. In the secret room that has conveniently been secret all this time. Why didn't the kid run to the secret room in the first... Oh, the dot oh, that's a good question. Rather than face off, maybe she didn't know about the secret room at that point. Maybe the secret room wasn't there at that point. No, the dad built the secret yeah, room. Yeah, but dad survived. Dad Did was still alive. Yeah, dad was still alive in spec. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We've seen him. Okay. Um, the Poison Garden Island, which again is from the Book of You Only Live Twice. Um, yeah, so the I like the line that Bond says uh-huh. after she tells him the story, uh-huh. which is, I have a thousand reasons to find him, but you've given me a reason to kill. <laughs> is this about emotions again? Because I don't really understand what the reason is now to kill him. Because of what he did to her. Oh, it is about emotions then. But the thousand reasons to find him was the thousands of names that he had yes. on that disc. Okay. Yeah, I got that. I just thought I was being clever. Oh. You were, well, you were emotionally clever because I didn't understand what the reason to kill now was. was like, yeah, let's kill him anyway. Come on. It's James Bond. Let's kill him. Uh, then we get that. I like this scene because this was Bond peels an apple while watching Scandinavian CBBS. <laughs> That's what we like. But then what did she eat? The apple peel? I think she, no, didn't he give her the apple? Didn't he cut the apple in no. half and give it to her? Did he give her the peel? I don't know. It would be interesting to get what all the French translation is yeah. to see what they actually say because there's quite a lot of French conversation mm. that goes on here um, that we're missing. Now we're at the point where they, they find out that Ash is nearby because oh, yes. Bond sends his location and it's like, no, that's where she's going. Or he, that's where yeah. she's going. That's where I am. So off we go. Car chase. Scramble all units because there's loads of cars going about. Well, this is... The off-roading companies obviously had a battle. Mm-hmm. Whose car could be seen as the Bond? Who's the one the Bond's going to drive? And then mm-hmm. what's the one that the other... Because he, he's in a Discovery, is he? And then the no, Bond the drives famous. a Toyota. Well, either way, there's two different types of cars. The good, but the Land Rovers are all much better. <laughs> they all but, seem to be much more exciting. And it's just yeah. like, oh, so blatant product placement. <laughs> there's, a re- there's a really good stunt. Um, he knocks one off the road to the left, and then he rams one to the right, and it goes up a sort of cliff uh, and kind of arcs over in front of him. And it's like, oh, must watch some of these documentaries. Well, how they did, how they did that, that. Yeah. It's like, was that all one car, or was that two cars, or what? Yeah. But um, I must admit that, I mean, it was pro- proper off-roading. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, well, that is a different type of car chase that I'm not sure we've seen. Not for a while. No. <laughs> what do you mean, what, for a while? Which film oh, has... Oh, we're about to have had off-road car chases before. Oh. I, but with proper off-road vehicles. Oh, no, probably not. No, no, not, not in that kind of terrain yeah. as well. So, yeah, uh, I yeah. thought, or at least mm-hmm. that's something. But it, it did go on a bit. Okay. Now, the outfit that he wears, he wears this jacket that's a, a fine length and it's a sort of straight, a sort of grey, beigey colour. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of what the what, um, Christoph Lambert wears in, the, in Highlander. In the sort of modern bits of Highlander. Yeah. I just thought it was a little sort of nod to I Highlander. can't even remember the film I saw an hour, right? an hour ago, let alone a film you haven't seen for a few years. I'm not sure I've ever seen Highlander. You've never seen Highlander? Definitely. Highlander. I thought, well, I'm not sure it's like a nod to a film that has Sean Connery in it. But anyway. I think you're looking for far too many things. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, so then Bond kills Ash, and Safin gets Madeline and M- Madeline <laughs> and Matthew. Uh, and Nomi picks up Bond in the non existent Aston Martin. Why is it non existent? Well, apparently. Um, the car that she picked up, that she that they filmed her picking up at him mm-hmm. picking up in two thousand nineteen. By the time the film was released in two thousand twenty one, Aston Martin had decided not to make that car, and there's a suggestion that they sort of CGI'd in a different car right. at that point. Yeah, there we go. Uh, then she asks for him to redesignate Double O Seven. Why does this is what I've written? Why new Double O Seven want Bond to be back to be Double O Seven? Is it because he gave her the lead? That got, got her the credit. Well, the I think end. the other thing that she knows now is that Madeline has a daughter. Mm. I think it's it's one of these things, yeah. come, but the film doesn't clear, doesn't no. give you enough and, to, to really. And considering get we it. hadn't seen much between her 
going, what? Double which, what? Double what? And, and have you had a, yeah, uh huh. Can you can you turn it back to seven? I just yeah. And then they, you, and then you, she still they still sort of snit each other afterwards yeah, yeah. with like in three or four drink three or four hours since you've had a drink. That's not like you, blah blah blah. I know, but it was quite nice when she says I'm coming with you, and he just went thank you. Mm-hmm. And it was all very much because I might need a sacrifice. Well, the, the child is my focus. I don't care about you right now. Yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and then we get this scene with Q where there's a bit of sort of Q banter and bickering and I think it, it, it kind of punctures the tension rather than releasing it and it almost is like oh no can you, you've given me by this stage an hour and a half or so maybe three, an hour and three quarters of quite a serious film it's like you can't just start being funny now what was Q saying? just the whole Oh, gadget stuff. stuff. The gadget stuff. Oh, we haven't quite tested that yet. Yeah, uh-huh, all that kind of thing. Mm. Um, nice pyjamas, that sort of stuff. Uh, and it's just like, oh, but we've just got to the point, even I, even I was like, we're, I'm emotionally invested in this film now. You know, mm. There are proper stakes. There are real-world stakes going on here of a man with his daughter that he's just met. Um, and, you know, but now you're kind of getting me back to, ha-ha, Bond, he has a for every occasion mm. which kind of carries on through the rest of the film and I think a lot of them fall flat because it's like no we're not now Kato <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, yeah so then they're off in the are they in the stealthy bar there oh I no 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 we have no we get told about it but then we cut to Safin and yeah, his Safin, yeah. special vial of uh, the DNA of oh yes of Madeline <laughs> Madeline and, um, and then he has a conversation with them. Yes, he talks to them about Chekhov's poison garden, which never really comes back into its own. Nobody really gets... No, nobody is affected by anything in the poison garden. The closest we get is he tries to give Madeline the tea, mm. with the, but she doesn't drink it. She bluffs Cyclops mm. into thinking it's going to make him totally blind. But nobody ever... We never see the results of the poison garden itself. Why? Why does that upset you? Because it's like why throw away? Why throw away the you only live twice poison garden on a bit? You're not going to use the poison garden. Well, I I was more interested in the points he was trying to make to Madeline about how him and Bond aren't that different, mm-hmm. and that they um, she loves a killer. And still bore his child despite being rejected. Mm-hmm. And how's that different to me? Well, because... We're both killers. Yeah, but he's like looks nice and hasn't got a horrible face like you. Well, exactly. <laughs> but I know in terms of whether one's good and one's bad, or is there a bit of grey area in there? Yeah, well, he's kind of sanctioned by his government. Is that enough? No, but... but... It's like, I'm sure when Madeline... Madeline's a psychotherapist, right? So I'm sure she's... She can sort them out. Thought about, thought about this herself. Presumably, as a psychotherapist, she must have her own therapist. Isn't that part of the deal? Normally, yeah. Um, and presumably she also has friends who are, you know... And so, like, so, so this guy, who's this guy? It's like, well, he's like an assassin. An assassin! It's all right, he works for the British government. Oh, yeah, well, they're fine then, aren't they? And they must, she must have gone through this already without... She must have recognised I thought it mind. was quite a good point he was making. All right, okay, fine. Okay. Then the glider was cool. The glider, the, glide, the, glide, the glider as an idea is cool. I, I like the way think, its wings came out and then went back in. The flight scenes were very realistic. Oh, I was, I was quite enjoying them. I like the underwater scene, actually. Mm. I thought it was better than the, mm. than, the, than the overland one. Which is another nod to... Um, the Spy Who Loved Me. In oh, this yeah. Yes. Yeah, but it's see that's a kind of concept rather than a, a sort of direct nod. No, I think. okay, concept. But I mean, yeah, because there's a few things like that where it's like, yes, yeah, so like, isn't that just this is a James Bondy kind of thing? Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so we're on the island. Ah, now this was interesting. What is the name of what is the name of the agent who, in previous films, has been designated 007? James Bond. What is the name of the agent who, at the beginning of this film, is designated 007? I have no idea. No one calls her anything other than 007. 
No, they call her Nomi. Oh, yes. But when we see their vital signs up on Q's computer, he is Bond J. Mm-hmm. She is Nomi M. So she's got a first name that we never hear. Okay. I just think that's interesting. Um, so we're on the island. Now, I we've got this QDAR thing, which is supposed to map the island. But I, I think there's a real problem that I never really understood the geography of the sort of base and how far one thing was from another and all that kind of thing. And the fact that the, the bay doors that they're looking up at become the sort of pool thing mm. that, that, that saffins round about. And I think that kind of causes a problem a bit I later I have no on. issue with any of that. Right. Okay, fair enough. Because you saw it on the key screen. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not a very visual person like that. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, so they get into the... They, we go through it and we just basically see what's going on. Not really sure what those folk are doing in that pond with all those lamps. Well, I don't think they realised until the body fell in a bit later on how dangerous the stuff was. Yeah, and that kind of bothered me. Cause it's like, so there's never been an accident? Mm. Nobody's ever just can happen to, you know, accidentally tear a bit of their protective clothing yeah. before. And, uh, you know, they looked like they were wearing some of those sort of paper overalls. Yes, it didn't, didn't, it didn't look, look... you know, you need know, a bit of rubber if you're going to persuade them that something mm-hmm. that's lethal wouldn't burn through that material. Yeah, not for the last time in this film. It reminded me of, this, you can see in the sort of news reports, at the you know, when you know the pandemic was at its height and the sort of... Oh, the PPE that the doctors and nurses were wearing, you kind of think, was that really all you've got to protect oh, you? And it did look a bit, yeah, this is pretty basic, one-size-fits-all oh, crime scene investigation type coveralls, yeah. But interestingly, the the um, when they speak to um, Obrachev again, and he... <laughs> one, of, one of my favourite things, as I think I've said to you before, is, is characters who you think, do they realise that they're in a film? Uh, because Kenny's like, this, this is a suicide mission. You're never going to, this is never going to work. And he says, you will never leave this island alive. It's like, you're right. He won't leave this island alive. Mm, interesting. Mm. And then we get the simulation, which the, the, do the sort of, there's been a computer simulation oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. how the virus the map, will yeah. spread and how quickly it will spread. And that got me thinking about, like, they, they must have sat on this film all through those early stages of the pandemic, thinking we might we never be, we yeah. might never be able to release this film because we've kind of, you know, it's said a, what's exactly going to be happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, then we have ah oh, yes, Safin comes on over the radio and says to Bond, "You have something of mine, and I have something of yours." Let's meet and talk about it and talk, you know, see it seriously or, you know, mm. uh, civilly about it. Now, the something that Safin has of Bond's is Mathilde. Mm-hmm. What is the something of Safin's that Bond has? Obachev. Oh, right. But he doesn't take Obachev with him. He leaves him with Nomi. Mm. Um, Mary? Mary Nomi? No? Not having that? Madeline. 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 That'd, that'd be pretty cool. I've sat through this whole bloody mission. Hearing him about Madeline this and Madeline this. I'm Madeline. Anyway, Madeline know me. 007. Doesn't, quite, doesn't roll off the tongue, does it? So we have the face-off with um, Safin and Mathilde, which I think I said in the immediate reaction, and it's still the same here. It's like... I, f- I kind of felt there's no danger here because they're not going to kill this kid. No. They might kill James Bond, but they're not going to kill a six-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and this is where I kind of got, it's like, okay, listening to listening properly and carefully to what Safin was saying at that point was where, was where I kind of caught on. I was like, hey, what he wants is he wants Madeline. Safin. Safin. Why does he want Madeline? He just does. That's like his... Oh. This is just what I want. Oh, because this he is my saved place. her. Yeah, okay. Um, and then he has this bigger plan of this legacy, and he speaks about my skills will will survive long after mm. I've gone. What do you think he means by that? I think he means by the 
the Hercules. The Heracles. Heracles. But do you think he means the I killed lots of people? Or I think the disease will still be going long after long I'm... after gone. Still killing I'm people gone. by DNA. I wondered if it was like he thought that it would be like nuclear weapons, as in can there's the I there's, there's this threat of nuclear weapons, mm. there's this threat of Heracles, and I invented that. Yeah. Maybe. And even when I'm dead, people will still be can, powers will be threatening each other with Heracles. Mm-hmm. What about the book where he talks about what people want is to be told what to do and then to die when they're not looking? It's a theory. Is it an attractive theory? No, I, th- not I think at all. I think. Oh, is it not? Oh, I thought but, it was quite a I thought it was. Yeah, I can't imagine you would. <laughs> but I could understand that that someone crazy like him might. Well, I've convinced himself mm-hmm. of that and that he's doing what people want in the end. And then there's also a bit which is, I want, you want the world to say the same, Mr. Bond, but I want the world to evolve, mm-hmm. which kind of hints at some sort of master race, genetic engineering yeah. type thing that isn't really mentioned anywhere else. Well, I mean, it is mentioned when Q explains about the nanobots, this could, clear, this could wipe out a whole race. Mm-hmm. But um, that's, not an evil, that's not evolution, though. You have to change who's left. Well, I think if you wiped out a race, it would have... You could argue that's some sort of evolution. Yeah. Of the human race in general. All right, fair enough. Okay. Uh, Then we get his fancy escape pod. I'm not really sure quite what activates that. Oh, as in him and the kid fall down? Yeah, go down Uh. into the thing. Um, uh, Yeah. They're so... We do all that. Didn't really make a lot of notes here. Um, fizzy body. Shock. This oh, is the yeah, fizzy yeah, body yeah, falling yeah. into the thing. And Obrachev gets killed. Um, there's a nice bit when he meets up with... Him and Madeline and Mathilde meet up with Nomi. Um, and <laughs> um, he says, uh, they're my... And then he kind of mouths the word. Alley, as if he's just sort of trying it out for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really mention the fact that Matilde bit the guy's hand. Oh, yeah. And then he just went, okay, then you go off then, which seems a bit odd. Had he kind of resigned himself that he wasn't going to... That, that Bond he... didn't have Madeline, that he wasn't going to get Madeline? Yeah. I've got to go meet these but, buyers, mysterious I mean, buyers. Yes, he, he wanted to use the kid as leverage and then suddenly didn't. Yeah. Yeah, see, this is the bit where the plot starts to unravel a bit, isn't and it? And then the kid managed to find her own way back up into the sitting room. And didn't the kid just hide there and, and, until they but turned they up? they were underneath that, so she must have climbed some kind of ladder. Oh, no, they weren't in the same room that they were in, because he was well, in the... the the, he was definitely in the underground. They were definitely in the undergroundy bit. It was the next level up to have furnished rooms and stuff. Oh, I thought the furnished rooms were. I thought we'd never. I didn't think we'd been in that room before where, where she was hiding. Mm. No. All right. Um, Bond says that there's plenty of time. There's not plenty of time. Yeah. There's no time to die. Mm. Uh, yeah, but, 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 but. Yeah. You said it. What? Oh. No time to die. Okay. And um, yeah, so they they they've got the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put the kid into some kind of spare raft, which is handy. Yes. Um, and a bit of Bond being a father, giving his jumper away. Mm-hmm. But I was a bit like, why don't you just put the jumper on the kid rather than just round up? Round up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a bit of me that thinks, but surely. Bond would leave with his family and the other 007 would finish it off. Yeah, you would think that. That Would would that make a lot more sense? I mean, obviously, we wouldn't have had the ending that we ended yeah. up having. But yeah. Especially since that bit where he said where he kind of thanked her for coming was kind of like, or seemed to be an acknowledgement of, I will be distracted by my family until my family are safe. Yeah. But then this was maybe she thinks my family are now safe. Yeah. Um... Yep. Who knows? Maybe there's a whole other ending where it is no yeah. no M that's left on the uh, that's left on the island. Um, and then he goes back mm-hmm. to open the 
Blast doors. Blast doors. Mm-hmm. Um, and kills a lot of people on the way up. Yep. Um, now, I don't know if it was this bit or the bit later on after he comes back down again. Mm-hmm. But there's one bit where you're looking down the sort of side tunnel of the building mm-hmm. and he turns and shoots instantly. And it looked very much like a gun barrel and him making that move. Oh, right. you get in the gun barrel. Oh, I didn't have to look out for that next time. All right. I've just brought that. Um, there's a, there's a, a, quite a nice funny bit with the grenades where there's one grenade gets thrown and he throws it back. Oh, yeah. Three more grenades <laughs> get <laughs> And he kind of goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> but again, it's like, it's like no, not now, Kate. No, yes, okay, no, we're, no we're, jokes, we're in tension yeah. now. Um, the bit when Cyclops' eye gets blown up by the uh, now, watch. Is that like an electromagnetic thing? Yeah. So why does his earpiece still work? It's closer to the eye. <laughs> Or is, it, is, is, is his earpiece actually? There could it could be a thing because that was just before his earpiece started working again. Because that's uh, what he's, the first thing he says is, "I've just shown somebody your watch, Q." It really mm, blew his mind. I know. Um, I'm not now, Kato. So maybe the watch, the blast repair. No. Just, just trying, just you know, just trying to no. give a thing. Um, mm-hmm. Missiles get launched. Uh, we get the face which is, off. Which is them um, going uh, without the authority. Yeah. And those nine minutes. Crazy. There could be all kinds of interception. Ah. Could occur. If the Japanese and the Russians and us, the, the, the Navy now know what's going on, the Yanks must have known by this stage that some, something's happening. Um, yeah. Uh, but we, we'll brush it under the car. We have the face off with Safin when he breaks his arm. Oh, oh that was realistic. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, you see it. He bends his arm over like a rock and it snaps. I remember it in the cinema. Everybody kind of goes, <gasps> But why does Bond, why does Bond get up and carry on after being shot at least twice, point blank? I mean, it's ridiculous. Mm. Was he just using a BB gun or something? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was using the gun that um, Madeleine was using when she was 11 and shot Safin. Seemingly in the heart, but he was okay. Uh, I don't know. And then Safford kind of spells out to him, but also kind of doesn't. Like, you know what? I've just broken this file and you've now got it. And mm. that means that essentially you you have to die because... Well, anybody... no, you, could, you just can't see them again. Well, no, you can't see anybody because can it, if he passes it to somebody else, who passes it to somebody else, somebody else, somebody else could eventually get back oh, to I it. I never thought about that. Yeah. So that's why he had to die. That's why he has to die. Because there's no way back. It mm. just it passes through people mm. until it re- reaches the target. It never goes away. Um, and Q suddenly realised that. Yes. And he... This is, this is where I... <laughs> I, know, I know at this stage, deep into this, you're, you're desperate for my philosophical thoughts on the character of James Bond. Actually, I'll leave that until later on. Um, he has to go back and physically hold the um, handle in place, mm-hmm. which is a bit like the film Metropolis. There's a bit in Metropolis, a very early, an early, very okay. early film, where somebody has to do that um, to sort of save the day. Um, and then we get another sort of, I think, like an echo of Her Majesty's Secret Service, because in at the end of Her Majesty's Secret Service when Bond's holding his dead wife and the policeman comes along, Bond says, it's all right, it's really quite all right. And he says that again here when he's speaking to uh, Madeline. Madeline on the radio, that it's all right, it's going to be all right. Mm. Uh, and he actually says that also to Mathilde at one point as mm. well. Mm. Uh, yes, and then Bond takes the full blast of... The Royal Navy's finest mm-hmm. uh, weapons, and you were a blubbering wreck. Oh, I was. When she, he was on the phone to mm-hmm. Madeline, and you know, basically telling her what was about to happen, rather than just leaving it and letting her find out. <laughs> well, he wasn't going to leave the island by that point. But yeah, I, no, as in, he yeah, he wanted to connect with her, and and she confirmed that Matilda was her his. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, I know. Fucking you. <laughs> do you think I'm some sort of idiot? <laughs> Although I do, I remember, can even the cinema having 
you know, been pretty certain by that point, but given the thing of the film, so they thought he was going to die. It was still pretty stunning to actually Aye. see it because I still thought was, they're going to find they're going either going to find a way that Q can reverse the things or we're not actually going to see him die and there's going to be some sort of thing later on that's going to suggest he might still be alive. But I, I also thought what was quite what made me cry a lot was seeing those left behind. Oh yes, their immediate reaction mm-hmm. and then the sort of toast to him and stuff. Yes, and that quotation from. Which is also which I thought was a bit weird. Actually. Well, that in, in in the book of You Only Live Twice, where Bond effectively dies, mm-hmm. um, the other thing that happens in the book of You Only Live Twice, and it kind of gets glossed over, is Bond has a child in, you, oh, in the really? book of You Only Live Twice. Uh, but there's also there's a question mark because Fleming had died by the time You Only Live Twice was published, and so it was published based on a sort of first or second draft, mm-hmm. and the kind of as as I recall it. The, the son kind of is really skated over in a sort of way that's like, was he actually almost in the process of taking this out again? Yeah. Um, but the other thing that happens is uh, he dies and his obituary is published uh-huh. in the Times and his secretary adds that quotation, um, the quotation from oh, right. Jack London um, to the uh, obituary. And, you know, it's... Uh, it's a, a fitting tribute from, in the words of Jack London. What? Oh no, that's the words of Jack Douglas. <laughs> that's a bit of a link to our previous uh, podcast series. That's what I think of that. <laughs> yes, uh, so we get them, the Scooby Gang, all tears <laughs> to Bond, and uh, then we get Madeline, Mathilde, and Madeline. Start to tell Mathilde the story. Is there any possibility, any possibility at all, that that scene takes place in the real world where none of this film actually happened? What? Oh, as in it was all a dream? It was all a dream. It was all just a story I told. It's all the story that Madeline tells Mathilde. No. No? There's no way that could be... There's no way we're going to hear Daniel has been persuaded to stay for one more film. (laughs) Don't think so? So, if you were the producer of the James Bond films, Fiona, what would you do next when James Bond will return? Does it it say James Bond will return? Yes, at the very end of the credits. Not just 007 will return. James Bond will return. Um... Not Normie M will return. Well, you could always go back in time. Mm -hmm. Is that what you would do? Yeah. You wouldn't just say, okay, new James Bond, here it is. Would you show him becoming 007 again like they did in Casino Royale? Would you be interested in seeing that again? I'd certainly... I don't remember seeing it the first time. (laughs) Not really. Um... I'd be interested to see his early years as opposed to oh. any complications of plot lines with women and stuff like that, you know. Because mm-hmm. it would seem an effort to try and create some continuity. <laughs> Again, like okay. they did with these ones. Yeah. Well, see, that was kind of one of the things that I thought about was um, that what these films seem to have shown, the sort of Daniel Craig films seem to have shown, is that Bond cannot win. He cannot get a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore, you might as well just go back to a bit of a nod and a wink and next time it'll be a whole new story all over again. Why not? You think we could do with a bit of that now? I don't know. I mean, it'll be a whole different actor. So, I mean, I am willing for it to be quite different. Well, I think it's interesting that, that really this shows that they could do anything now. Yeah. They could do a sort of out-and-out comedy bond. They could do a sort of psychological bond. They could do a sort mm. of anything like that. They could kind of fit into the into the thing. So, having seen them all now, we spoke a little bit about this last night, but uh, um, do you think, what do you think of James Bond? Did you enjoy it? I did, but a, a lot of it is dated now. 
have all the time in the world Time enough for life to unfold All the precious things love has in store We have all the love in the world If that's all we have You will find we need nothing more Every step of the way Will find us With the cares of the world Far behind us We have all the time in the world Just for love Nothing more Nothing less Only love Every step of the way will find us with the cares of the world far behind us we have all the time in the world just for love nothing more Quantum of Mishish will return.
So if that's your bond, you've had it.